What's up, guys? You are listening to the Toge Hour podcast. My name is Wade Best, owner of 129 Toge, and joining me are some of the area's most known individuals in the mountain pass scene. Here, we discuss the presence of US 129's Toge scene and the endless changing cycle of motorsport-related news. Real quick before the podcast starts, huge shout out to your sponsors, Toge Motorsports, for your parts and fluid needs to keep your Toge car on the mountain pass. Eurospec LLC here in Louisville, Tennessee, for your European automotive needs, and Douglas James Smith, Dugspec Alignments. JZL Track Days, come join us on the track with Atlanta's premier HPD organization, and Carbon Candy for your full carbon aerodynamic parts needs. Thank you guys for tuning in, and hope you enjoy the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Toge Hour. If you hear some mics buzzing, that's probably because our mics are failing, and I don't think it's all ours. I think it's Doug's down there. Sick! <laughs> I tried messing with it a little bit. Doug may be a little quiet tonight, but... His opinion's going to be super loud because it's about tires. Have all kinds of We are such nerds, but yeah, so a lot of people jump into a tire, right? You have your uh, 200 treadwear tire, and a lot of people don't know how to properly heat cycle, whether that be 200, the 340 to 100. You just kind of go in it, get your fresh set on. You want to be hot as shit, and then... Uh, Hey, my tires are purple and quartered, so... I'll be the first one to tell everybody. First thing you do when you get a 200 treadwear is you just go out there and you drive 11 tenths. Just right up Fat skid. Yeah, just full scent. They don't need to cool off for 24 hours. Cue the Dr. Seuss. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to cool off for 24 hours. You don't have to do... Prop, not a, just cold tires, full scent. See what happens. And that's the episode. Thanks yep. for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Yep. No, but tonight, like I said on, the, on last week's episode, we are rotating people around. Uh, you may have heard somebody giggle in the background. And, uh, Austin's, yeah, you yeah. actually can. I wouldn't be close to the mic, though. No. So, But, uh, yeah, we'll start out with the people that weren't here last week. We have Austin Simons, our Jayzilla instructor, Miata hero. Miata, not even boy or man. Miata hero. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Good to have you. It's been a minute. I like your uh, McDonald's that you brought in earlier. Yeah. Should we tell them? My, my meth Donald's? Your meth Donald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meth Donald's. Watered up bun with a uh, meth. A half a, a, half a slab of, like, meth. what is it called? Beef and, yeah. like, meth cheese. And then the other one just had enough mustard on it to kill a cow. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when, when Mr. Krabs gives Patrick the spatula. That's basically what happened. That was the most god-awful, like, <laughs> burger ever. Yeah. I can't be the only one that... Goes to the gym and then leaves the gym and goes to McDonald's and gets and also grabs a yeah, uh, play. Before we <laughs> go to the next one, tell me your routine that you just had before you came to the podcast. My routine was, I just went to the gym, did chest and arms mostly, and four sets of ten on four different exercises. Ran on the treadmill for like ten minutes. Left there, went straight to McDonald's, got two cheeseburgers and a twenty-five ounce of McLuhan Ultra. Thanks, pretty big. You know, gotta build those carbs back that you just burned. Yeah, it's quality, <laughs> quality dieting. You take your pre-workout, get really high highs, and then go get your beer to have your lows. So you weren't here last week. Bells, yeah. And we talked about this, and I don't know if it gets snipped to him or not, depending on who listens to it. Because me and Sean were talking about it. We were talking about luring in a certain individual with Michael Ultra. Oh yeah. And you know who I'm talking. Oh, I know about, exactly who you're talking about. So we may try to do that next season. That would be fun. Um, but gonna, we'll go. We'll go to gonna, him. You're gonna need at least a few. Yeah, to get him in here I for think sure. I like, need at least a twelve. I like to get him in here. 
but that might be next season. Yeah, I we'll, doubt it. We'll leave that. <laughs> we'll leave I'm that not as, holding my breath. We'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Uh, to my right, our tomato biscuit hero. We'll what? get more into that later. <laughs> oh. uh, Thomas Couch. How you doing, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I know you weren't here last week. You were busy, uh, not on the schedule. That's right. Um, wow, that was harsh. Somebody Sorry. didn't put me on the schedule. Sorry, my bad. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's pretty stressful. You got to look at stressful. a lot of uh, different variables when it comes to uh, rotating people out. And different you just variables didn't. of I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just part of the rotation schedule that we're doing. It uh, is what it is. The Miata Man, not Miata Hero. That is this man's title. But welcome back. Come get it, pretty boy. <laughs> I like the listen, pause. Listen, my cams by themselves make more horsepower. Than to be fair, last cars. time we ran, you were on my bumper pretty good. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't in my car, but he's the boys are slowly. I'm not gonna say it because me and you are the same. But the boys are slowly getting faster. Dude, I say faster, you, slowly. I say you definitely moving. Fast. I saw you back. I was like, man, man's moving. And I gotta put. A, I need. I need to put a catch can on that car. Bad. Yeah, because the cars behind you are catching it. Yeah, it's making too much. Uh, what I need to do is crankcase pressure. What I need to do is uh, just pushing oil into the intake. Like a funnel on the front, like an, like an air dam. But instead of it catching air, it catches your oil and goes straight into my engine. I mean, that would work. Million dollar idea. Yeah. yeah. Who, who needs to buy oil? Probably going to get assassinated from the oil when I'm dumping <laughs> VR1 20W50 out my exhaust. Who knows? <laughs> Doug is ready to off himself. Speaking order. of the man, <laughs> you were here last week. They just won't stop talking about 100 horsepower. What? It's bothering me. 100 horsepower. Says the man who drove here today. Not 100 horsepower. Yeah, come on now. You're in a bigger Miata, all right? We all know that story. I'm just teasing. You guys know I like low horsepower cars, except for Honda Fits. So you were here last week, Mr. Douglas Smith. Um, you were here today because Dylan, unfortunately, is in Nashville. He was supposed to be on the schedule today. Um, and we were going to try and get him dialed in on the phone but uh that's just not possible just yet there's just no way for that to happen um maybe later on with a different actual mix amp which we might be changing soon because we keep getting more buzzing i'm not going to say why we keep getting more buzzing because that mic as soon as i got it the day i was setting everything up it started buzzing i dropped it so <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to say why but we but we might why. know why so we might just have to replace that one and get a bigger mix in but doug welcome back i know we had jody here with us as well last week we were talking about s2000s and their legacy from the motorsport to the toge um it was a pretty good episode i thoroughly enjoyed it, it and uh, i enjoyed it i'm glad to have you here for your input on heat cycling tires and not ruining your fresh set of tire rack goodies if you buy from Tyrek. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, if you buy them from Tyrek. Uh, yeah, yeah. Been good. I'm a little on the tired side today, boys. You? Uh, okay. Did an 85-hour week. So. 85 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> you got soft hands, brother. You got soft hands. <laughs> I remember you're part-time. Oh, gosh. So, Doug, what has been your favorite car so far this week? This week would probably have to be the... Uh, Probably one of two of the Bel Airs I did. Okay. Yeah. Those, I've been both I've been of those cars were very nice. I've been getting a lot of Bel Airs lately. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> that's the cars that keep happening. Try fives. He's laughing hysterically. Awesome. I cannot even say what he's laughing at because we would get cancelled in about twenty seconds. Yeah. He opened his phone up for about ten seconds and this yeah, happens. It's, it's pretty bad. We'll just pass that around the yeah. room and we'll oh, keep talking. Oh god. 
Anyways, um, if you want to know what Austin is talking about, subscribe to her Patreon for the uncensored version of this podcast. Yeah. So, you mean the Patreon that we don't have? Yeah. Coming soon. This will be the only episode in it. Another one that was here last week, Mr. Wayne, over there. Oh, how has your week been? Uh, it's been pretty hectic. Uh, we yeah. lost a space shuttle last week. What? Um, yeah. Just, uh, if you guys didn't know, I moved to Florida. I worked for NASA. No, that's what we lost last week. What? We lost a MIG. We did lose a MIG. And I was pretty sad about that. I seen that. that yeah. That's sad. I don't know if you we guys lost are an, aviation enthusiasts. We lost an orca, too. Oh, God dang it. We lost an orca. It's all because yeah. of that damn gorilla. We're still feeling the repercussions. Oh, it's been... Listen, guys, it has been, what, like, seven years now? Probably this Rambe. gorilla is still out here terrorizing us. Yep. It so, is. That's what happened. Gorilla. You Kill know what it. happened? Off, off topic a little bit before we get into the tires, 2012, everything was reset. They had the hard reset, huh? Mm-hmm. They held the power button. Yep. I could go for another one. <laughs> Weren't you guys? Weren't you guys like twelve? Huh? Weren't you guys like twelve? I wasn't born yet. Yeah. Twenty twelve. I was negative five. I was still one of Jody's sperms. Yeah, we were still like running around, you know, racing each other. (laughs) (laughs) We were doing like the The good side of him was splattered on the wall. (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we are tangenting hard. <laughs> we have wow. not covered a single thing yet. Wow, that was uh, yeah. So if you're still listening, um, we have a radio off. The yet. first seven minutes of this podcast have been nothing but uh, trash. <laughs> trash. Not talking about tires yet. Let's get into Poor the tires. Gosh. It has been nothing but our triple eight R's. Speaking of yeah, I was say speaking of trash, <laughs> our triple eight R's. Yeah, stop buying show car tires. Those were the tires to have. Hey, okay. Like 2008, 2008, it was it was not our triple eight R's. It's just our triple eights. It's the same tire. You guys it's all just did. An R. You guys didn't even have your licenses back in two thousand eight. Again, you're not wrong. Think. My first part time. <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, man? The tires that you see the most come to when you go to Mount that we're going to develop into this with the season. Ooh, can we take guesses? I'm going to say an Indy 500. I'm going to say you do a lot of show cars, so it could be an R888, but I don't think it is. Wait, wait, wait. Are we basing my decisions off of when I worked at Firestone and where I work now, like now. within this year? Within this Just year. within this year? Yeah, sure. I'm going to say 660. Yeah, I was gonna That's say what I'm going to double 60. down with. 660. I'll say Indy 5s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say either our AAA R's. Well, ooh, maybe the Extreme Contacts. Or, or 660s. Well, you're, you're, most of you are wrong. Um, I would say out of the most tire I get to see. 71 RS. The most right now is trending would have to be the RRE. 71 RSs. You're seeing those even more than the 660 still? I have been recently. Good. Yeah, recently. Within the last, the last six to eight months. Now, the 660s used to dominate that. Yeah. But also, I get a lot of the Apexes, too. The 280 trade wares. Ooh, that's a, I was just thinking, I was like, I was like, probably 300. I was thinking maybe the ECSs, yeah. but... But then I get the, you know, I get the regular Beamer that comes in and wants to set a Continental Extreme Contact Sports. You know I mean? Like, or the, the Michelin Pro uh, 4 Forests, you know? 
Um, I get I get a lot of in betweens. Like uh, tomorrow, I'm mounting up a set of Contact Sports. Uh, today, I mounted up a set of Contact Sports um, for a ND Miata. Tomorrow will be for a 2022 BRZ. I've been getting a lot of the new gens in lately. Seen that. I've seen that I really have. I've done a couple corner balancing now for those. Just alignments. I mean, it's identical. I know they they always talk about like, oh, look at all the upgrades and features they did for the new model. It's the same suspension-wise. Like, I mean, same bolts, same sizes you need for your wrenches. It's To me, it's like, cool, sweet, another one. You know, like... To me, those are kind of like bread and butter cars. Easy. Damn duck. Um, but yeah, it's it's easy money, uh, so to speak. Um, I mean, yeah, there are some ones that might be a pain in my ass, but usually they're rusty, crusty girls right. or something. Digresses. Dirt nasty low. <laughs> right. So, you know, we talked about what is the most common tire that you, you see. I mean, everything's going to be different depending on where you're at. Uh, right now, popular, I was going to say the 660s. So a lot of people are buying 660s. A lot of people are buying REs. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot B730s. of people are buying RS4s. Uh, B730s too. Not really RS4s. I don't get as many RS4s as you expect. Um, I do get I do get a few V730s, though. You know why you don't get RS4s as much as we'd expect? Why is that? Because they're still about halfway through their tread life, but they're already being <laughs> cycled out. Yeah, that's probably true. They've probably still got that's some 2016. Yep. They're, they're still giving... Given their their almost corded RS fours to Had Austin over there. Turned around. Hey, I'm half tempted to go throw those back on. They're still digging out of the pile. Yeah, you're corded right now, right? Uh, almost, almost. There, I've rotated he's, to the back corded. and I've added. They've overpressurized them on purpose. Um, on the back, so it's not wearing the inside; it's wearing the middle. You go through tires more than anybody I know. Hey, this one was because of my alignment and me knocking it out, not because of you. Yeah, I was going to say you I will, I will let me clarify. It is because when you drift drunk turn three at Road Atlanta, mm-hmm. weird things happen. Yeah. Like, I don't imagine so. Road Atlanta is just hard on tires. Never, the yeah. thing is, I've, I've jumped the curb in quite a few times, never, but never have drift jumped it, so. I was about to say, that was a little We'll bit. find out next month again. Yeah, find out next month. I don't think my car's going to go next month. No? No, I'm probably just going to drive a Scalito. Do what you did at Charlotte, just get a rope on rides with everyone. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bump rides for everybody, just three people. Uh, well, okay. Man's, so, I do, basically Charlotte, a ride and drive driver. Two sessions by myself. I had no sessions by myself. Every time I had somebody in the car with me. Everybody wanted to. Everybody wants to ride with the Doug. Well, everybody wants oh. to see the R. That's what it is. It's not It's not me, it's the car. I always say that. It's, it's the car. Everybody wants to see the car because it's a fun car to drive. And I'm. <laughs> I'm a goofy, I'm a goofy dude behind the car. Yeah, well, like a lot of people, like like for example, Wade, when he's behind the wheel doing a session, he is all focus, no talk, all focus. He is tunnel vision. Me, I narrate my stupidity. Like I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna hold this one. Let's go, boys. I won't tell you when we're gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. I, we just, I'm, I'm, we we'll just see. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, that's literally what he does because he was like, when we had that wheel bearing fail, it was a driver front wheel bearing fail at Roto in a 10A last year in the BRZ. He came down and he just matted the brake pedal. It was just like, whoops. I was like, wait a minute. I, look, I gradually looked over at couch to make sure everything was okay and then I put the car over to the left. I mean, we didn't go off or anything, no. but I was like, we hit the wall. It's like going in a 10A with you at Road Atlanta. I, you didn't even get a whoops. I got a whoop. <laughs> That's all I got. It was a whoop. 
Yeah, I don't. Was that the Supra? Yeah, that was yeah, the that Supra. Was, yeah, coming we in. Stop. I was like, that Cadillac was getting closer and closer. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of goofy. I don't know. I like to. I like to narrate and have a good time. Like, like we were. Uh, I think it was me and Josh Smith was riding with me at Charlotte, and we got passed by the Super Trofeo. And we were literally just like cheering and giggling at the same time. Oh, too. All while being wide open throttle around NASCAR one two. Uh, I actually missed. I didn't even shift to fourth. I banged a rev limiter by accident. Um, it was just I don't know. It, it's just when I'm behind the wheel, even on the even on the dragon, I'm like I'm very talkative. Like I I like to have conversation with my my passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think it helps because it makes them feel a little more comfortable. It does. It does. It's like a. Gosh. Oh, it was Randy. So I gave Randy a ride in the Miata at the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And, uh... He's probably like, wait a minute. Oh, no, for sure. Because uh, he doesn't like riding with people really that much anyway. And so we're on, allegedly, down by the lakes and stuff, allegedly. Um, and we're doing, like, 65, 70. It's, it's super late at night. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, he's like, we could probably slow down a little bit. I'm like, what? And he's like, we could probably slow down. I'm like... I didn't hear you. I still like just put my foot to the floor. We're like at ninety after like I don't know five minutes of to the floor. <laughs> uh, and he's like, he's like, can we slow down? I'm like, what? I can't hear you. And he's like, he's like, you're making me a little nervous. So we get up to like allegedly 110 and <laughs> down by the lakes, which for my car is about top speed. About top, yeah, yeah about top speed. Um, I was like. And he's like, can we please slow down? I, like, reached over and I grabbed his leg. I was like, it's okay, baby. <laughs> and he's like, he went to go grab my hand and I just held his hand. <laughs> Doing 110 by the lakes. <laughs> this was, uh, that was the, uh, the toge intensifying. Oh, yeah. Because he, he's not used to mountain scene at all. So he was getting real nervous. So, when I asked you about, you know, naming off your different tires that you've seen, right? Yeah. You know, we were talking about the different ones that we have. I have ruined an old set, and I think I, this is, like, how I want to start the base of this podcast. You know, we asked for what the tires were, and then when it comes to, like, properly understanding your tire, okay? I have ruined at least, I wouldn't say two sets, but definitely one set of REs because I overpressurized them, and I overheated them the first day. I got the one thing that helped me out a lot when I bought the REs was making sure when I drove down to Barber to first ever try them out, I made sure that even before the drive, I drove up the mountain and just did a, a, a pass. And my first pass through, I made sure not to just like full send, just have a good time, but not again full send um, above the speed limit, allegedly. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but that's what kind of broke mine a little bit for me. Like, you know, and you don't really have to do the whole swerving in and out type of situation. Especially, yeah, especially not in REs. Um, but if you gradually get into it on a brand new set, it's pretty good for and you. The, the whole, like, swerving thing, that's more along the lines to get the tire hotter than it is to scrub the protective coating uh-huh. off. Yeah, but the only time I see like that that kind of scrub is like a burnout box uh, waiting for an FT run. Yeah. yeah, they're out there doing burnouts and then just full understeering on purpose to scrub them in. Like the drip is there, but it's not right. It's exactly. just gradually there for it to modulate heat. And one thing that I'll notice, especially, and I know a lot of people have done this before, is the only reason 
I overheated these tires back in 2021. I kept coming to you for REs when you were still at Firestone. I remember. It was my third set. This is the the one I ruined. Third set, I went up there that night, and uh, he'd cycled them in. Well, instead of stopping and letting them cool off or just going back home, because I think it's good to just you know get up the temperature and go back, which I'll get into that later. I kept running. I did four runs. Oh, back yeah. to back to back to back. Killed them. And on my third run, I was like, man, something doesn't feel right. But you know what mentality I had? I did the proper procedure on the first and the second ones when I had my third set, which, you know, COVID, government was paying for tires, so I didn't care. The, uh... Yeah, I think when you... The, the most uh, useful the government's ever been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I probably had the most unfeeling REs on the planet at that point because when I'd take a turn it felt hot right because they were hot but after they cooled off and I'd go back up there nothing there was no way or any possible way that tire would build any traction coefficient at all it's just gone yeah yeah you'll really you're really like you get out and they're all blue all around the damn sidewalls and Mm -hmm. stuff like that I only overheated slightly overheated my right rear so far on the RE seven RSs, that was at, at Charlotte, holding the holding the NASCAR three four, you know, because you're maintaining so much high of a speed, and you're just trying to maintain that corner speed uh, through that corner, and that's the only like I've got a little blue ring around it, and it's not even that bad. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to hinder performance or anything like that, and even even FIFA I did a, a rotation on his car today, and he just couldn't stop talking about how, how awesome they are. And, how much he can't wait to go to Char- or, uh, or Atlanta next week or right, next month. Have a good time. Oh, he will. Well, especially since he's excited to get to um, blue cool. and, uh, you know, he's going to start out in blue straight yeah. out. He's already got a check ride. Yep. Um, thief. Oh, yeah, I gave him a check ride. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I'm, I'm, I think we talked about it in another podcast. I how proud I was to have a few of our friends do their first track days. I don't know. How well they did. Get into blue. Yeah. Yeah, some of them did. Some of them yeah, did. Yeah, a few of them did get in the Yeah. No, I, that was so awesome. But, yeah, um, kind of tangent at this point. but I will say, so that's part of the reason why my tires have not lasted this go-around is because I did basically the same thing that Wade did. I took my car up to the gap. It's like, I'm going to go do it. He cycled them in a little bit and then proceeded and to just run it and run them and run them because I think that was – what was that? It was, there was something going on. It was uh, Spring Tiger Fest? No, it was way. No, no. Way after. it was I don't know uh, how long exactly. Weekend before Road Atlanta, right? Oh yeah. And then I don't even know. Maybe there was a BMW or a Super Fest. Oh yeah, I think I was. I was. I don't know. Was it invading or Super? There was some rally going. There was some rally going on. Anyway, so I just kept beating on my car because I never learned. And same thing, just I didn't even check the pressures in them I said I think I set them to 27 cold and said good enough mm-hmm. and sent it and never checked pressures never did anything I did one hard I did like one cruise run in to picture you know scout run of course hard run back let it set the overlook for maybe 30 minutes and then I did like four more runs mm-hmm. so they didn't have time to cool off really they didn't I did. I think the next four runs I did were just back to back to back to back to back. So I've been running those old RS fours for a while, and I just I was like, "Hey, I grip finally. Cool, let's go play." Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that's gonna. And I'm not pointing fingers at you because I've done it, and that's why he's here too. Is not only do you 
overheat your tires, right? This just so happened to follow with what happened with you. Is you get these really good tires you spend a lot of money on, right? You're mm-hmm. starting to feel good. You're getting more confidence in driving. What's your alignment doing, right? You know, so that's a, a fast very, way to ruin a set of yeah, tires. Yeah, I'm sure you, I know you see it all. Well, that's why at any tire shop, they're always like, oh, yeah, free alignment with a set of tires or something of the sort. Or for free alignment check. Or yeah, alignment check, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of people message me most commonly and be like, hey, I just put a set of tires on, want an alignment check. You know, some people just know it. Uh, I wish more people knew it, but, you know, hey, can't win them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, can't win them all. You need to really make that can. into a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, need yeah, have a, we need to have a, t- uh, a sponsored shirt with that. We, we will, uh, we'll dive into that. I think I already got some ideas in my head. That'd be pretty funny since we say it so much. Uh, with the alignment, too, and I don't know if you see this a lot. I know it's, I, I, I wish Alex was here, Alex Strana. Oh, yeah. He's the one that brought this up to my attention, especially with 200 treadwear. How do you feel about balancing? Oh, it's not hard. It's just the same as pretty much any other tire. Uh, How really, do you feel about after use with the modulation on tires? Just the only thing you got to do, and especially if, for people who track, you just got to be really careful as far as making sure you scrape off old rubber, um, like in the barrels of wheels and stuff like that. Uh, I usually use a plastic putty knife um, because you you can't scratch a wheel with plastic, um, but. Uh, I usually scrape off before you scrape off old, old wheel weights. Scrape off old old rubber. I mean, like after after Barber, after Charlotte, uh, I put my wheels on the balancer, um, and just because it's easy to have them there, and just scraped off all the old rubber. Um, and it's really good for it because number one, it'll get rid of any vi- small vibration you might be having. Because um, I mean, right right after uh, right after Barber, I drove home literally for the first. 100 miles because I had rubber buildup on the not only in the barrels but also on the tread as well and it just created this you know shaky noise you know shaky feel um made me question why I was driving back home on 200 tread wears um <laughs> you do yeah I mean you, eventually it did wear in it was fine uh but I have considered carrying another set of wheels with me just uh drive back home with just because it'd be a little bit more comfortable and i completely understand that too especially if you have the option because like you said it's crazy just how much those tiny little marbles that get into your actual yep. wheel can affect your balance when yeah you and you'd, you'd be scraping it around everywhere You're now like, man something just broke and you get home and clean it up and take it back down the road what i do a lot too which is kind of a forgotten thing because a lot of people just run them and it, it, I guess it's personal preference too, but like the outer coating, REs are really good about picking up on-track marbles and then modulating, like being so hot and just smushing it back into the tire, right? Yep. So I just go through and I just heat up my putty knife. Yeah, just, a little scrapey, scrape. Clean it up. I personally have never done that or had to do that per se. Um, the other thing I can say is, is especially after a good track day, now this doesn't exactly pertain to tires, but. If you if you're gonna do a rotation on your tires after you know you've had them on for your track day and you've definitely you know if you're a front wheel drive you've worn the fronts more than the rears or vice versa all wheel drive etc. Um, fill it up fill up a bucket soapy water wash your freaking barrels 
of your wheels. Holy crap. Like, if you've been running track pads and, and you know, your wheels are black, they've... They'll be rusty. Yeah, yeah be they rusty will rust. Next, you know, a couple hours. Yeah, they will rust and it will fuse to the barrel. And now you've got a brown barrel. Um, and you got, on top of that, it will also start to pit the powder coating. And yes. actually, their powder coating will start to peel off. And even past that, it'll actually... I've seen... Had it happen to me before. Brake dust knock wheel balance out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just builds up. It Can't get takes it. Stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last time I uh, I got the car in and I I took the wheels off, um, I had a bucket of soapy water uh, with a with a grate at the bottom, um, and I washed all four of the barrels. And there was I think two out of four of the wheels that actually had pitting a little bit on the in the barrels, and that's a raised gram light. That sucks because I mean that's expensive wheels, um, but. I mean, it is what it is. You, you know, they, they say pay to play, and that's... Right. They are a consumable. They are. Just like your tires. Mm-hmm. Cabal it, wheel on forever. It, it will I explode. Buy, yep. I usually buy one to two wheels a year. And that, I mean, I buy cheap wheels. around. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there is a little bit of that, but, like, I buy cheap wheels, and it's like, they're not so cheap that they crack and come apart. That but they explode when you That they explode, but I buy cheaper wheels because I track my car, and it's just... It's one of those, like Doug said, you pay to play, and you just go, you know, hey, mm-hmm. these are consumable, yep. and I'm going to bid one every so often, and that's yep. just part of it. I mean, I, I want I want everyone to try a track day. Like, I want everybody to be a track days. But uh, I also want everyone to know how much it costs. You know, I mean, like, not only just to pay for the track day, but the the two to four 30 seconds you've just scraped off your tires, um, or, or more if you got slicks, obviously. Um, or the how much brake pad you went through, or um, now you got to change your brake fluid or something of the sort. So, I mean, there is consumables to tracking. But if you're careful and you do um, service your car prior to a track day event and after a track day event, things will last. So, the uh, when it comes to you know diving in to different scenarios that might happen with your tire. Uh, one thing I've noticed too is, you know, we, we brought up the fact of overpressurizing, right? Yeah. Tire pressures. I know you ask a lot of your customers, where do you want yep. to where, set it? Where do you want me to set it? Right. Yep. And it yep. could be 32. Most common answer, probably 32, 35. Or yeah. Right. Usually yeah. most common. And like, if it's a, if it's a regular customer with the regular ass, all seasons, yada, 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 I'm just going to set OEM specs. Right. Fine. Um, if it's a, if it's a customer that's like you two or um, you two are maybe a little bit different, but like if I've got a customer and they maybe say they dropped a car off or whatever like that um, and they didn't tell me what their pressure they wanted to set to and they're putting REs on or something like that, I'm going to put it still at about 35 and I'm going to specifically tell them when they pick the car up, hey, I set these high, um, air down. It's so much easier to take a little pin and, you know, air chuck and just, uh, drop pressure than it is to finding air to air a tire back up. I would rather overinflate something than underflate something and let them drop it. Like hell, take the say you're gonna leave straight off there and go rip on the dragon. Mm-hmm. Go drive the dragon on 35 pounds. Once you get to the overlook, drop down to whatever you want. And that's that's exactly like my routine that I do. Mm-hmm. I like it to be around 35, especially on a new set of 200s. Mm-hmm. It depends on what type of weather it is, but usually it doesn't affect it too much for my personal opinion on it. Um, 35, do your run, immediately fill as soon as that heat starts to build. 
Yep. Get off of it, pull to the side, check pressures, right? Keep that pressure gauge with you. Mm-hmm. Air down, get it hot, right? Get it to operating temp, get it to where it's not greased yet, but close. Cool down, take it back home. One of the things that, that uh, I've noticed a lot is you get a lot of, especially younger kids up there, you know, the gap is a prime example, is you get a lot of kids up there with, with 300, 460, you know, uh, a barely a cheap summer tire, not even extreme performance summer tire or anything. And they get up there and they want to run fast and they want to run with the, the they want to run with locals or they want to run with the two guys with 200 trail wares and the guys who spent money on tires and yada, yada, yada. And you know where they usually, like, not usually, but... Sometimes these kids end up in the ditch. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Actually, a lot of them oh, end yeah. up in the oh, ditch. Oh, someone yeah. said ditch? Yep. Yeah, I gotta run. Got me out of ditch. Ditches love me out of ditch. Me out of ditch. It, it does suck because like you know you hate to see cars that are get tore up or give the dragon a bad name for that matter. Because then you see it enough on fail of the dragon and social media. You know, oh look at this idiot went off, went off yada yada yada. And ninety percent of the time when they go off, it's because it's they're on bad tires trying to keep up with guys who have good tires. Cannot see that enough. Right <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much calling every stock Fiesta ST. Right whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Logie's fast on a good side. But he doesn't stop either. It's just kind of stuff. That's pretty much. He doesn't have or NB like, Miatas. all season tires either. What is up with NB Miatas being the one that get put in dishes more than NAs? I don't know, because you see a lot more stock NB Miatas. NBs are cheaper right now, I think. It might, I oh, think, yeah, because right? everyone wants the stupid bobos. Yeah, NBs are like, cheaper. You know what? That looks like a Viper. I'm going to buy it. That looks like a Viper. And NCs are too new, uh, so their prices are still high. But NCs are the better chassis, though. And I, thought, is I don't know. I've seen some NAs and NBs go for more expensive than NCs like, every once yeah. in a while. I, I have, the too. The NCs been kind of junky, but still. Especially it's a first gen, like an 06, 07, yeah. something like that. But still, I mean, you're like, man, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you get a 12, 13, or something like that, yeah, I'm going to see them go for 12 to 14 to 16, depending on mileage. Actually, you might find you want a slight side yeah, tension for, like, dumb. 30 seconds. Yeah. That's fun. 30 second side tension. Just because you have a very nice track-built Miata doesn't mean it's a $30,000 car, okay? I don't care if it's... I, literally, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've seen three cars. Bring a trailer. One of them was just a Turbo 1.6 car, okay? It had coilovers, wheels and tires. Like, basically, if you took my car, mm-hmm. slapped a turbo on that son of a gun, and then made it a little prettier, and only a little, yeah. okay? And he was trying to sell it for $28,000. Yeah. Okay, my car, I bought, I'll tell, tell everybody, I bought it for $3,000. And, uh, yeah, it's not, if I slap the turbo on it, it doesn't magically make it 28000 Even if I rebuilt the motor completely from the ground up. <laughs> and it had whatever if I went through compression. And I changed the entire powertrain, and I rebuilt everything, that car still wouldn't be worth more than fifteen grand at most. And that's me being very generous. Yeah. So but there's a guy... Uh, to extend his tangent a little bit, there's a guy on an NC page on Facebook that was selling his NC one. Uh, it's a 2006 uh, track prepped Miata. It was front bumper swapped uh, to a 2013 or 2014 NC3 with NC3 headlights, and uh, it was to five swapped and whatever else and he was selling it for 18,000 that's not a terrible no. deal 
yes, you can build that car for 18000 but somebody in the comments said, you couldn't replicate this car with $40,000 plus. And I was like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. You could build two of them for that. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at here is like, I've seen like three and a three or four NAs over the past you know month that are trying to go from over twenty grand. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not spending over twenty grand for an NA unless it has a case swap in it. We just had a friend, and that's because case swaps can't be done for less than we, ten. So it's like a swap alone is ten. One, a case swap would be yep. for ninety five hundred. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at here. And now, granted, that's a killer deal. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I would it, murder it, somebody for that kind of a deal. Title, but no, it's, it's still, still a case swap. Track car, so. Exactly. But yeah. still. But the point is, is that when you add up, okay, fine, a case swap alone is ten grand. If it's a really nice Miata, ten grand. Okay, yeah. so at most, there's no Miata in my mind that should be more than twenty to twenty-five grand at most. And we're talking about the nicest of nice cars. Yeah, like we're talking about we're like talking, you know, turnkey, race ready. You're gonna be the like no, you're gonna like if you have the skill, you're gonna be top five GLTC in turnkey. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the nicest of nice, like Marx's car, nice. Yeah, and you're, not, you know. you're not talking about NDs either. No, no, no we're talking about NAs and NDs. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Okay, I, about I know the NDs. final result of this. Buy C5. And exactly. At the end nah. of the day, if I'm spending nah. 30 grand on me, I'm yeah. going to go buy a C5. No, I'm going to just go buy an S2000. <laughs> no, no, you know what I'm going to do? For 30 grand, I'll go buy a C6. Okay. Yeah. You could go, go buy C6. a base model C6. C6. Thirty grand, I'm buying two S two thousands. Exactly. Imagine how many REs you could buy with thirty grand. <laughs> Dude, okay. How many of those you, you could buy with thirty grand? Those two cams that don't make hog ass cam noise. Rant over. But yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, side quest. Yeah, side quest. The amount of the amount of money you'd have to spend on new balances is too much. I like how we went from starting with Miatas to Corvettes. Yeah. It's just like it's always the answer. It's because Corvette is the answer. Shut up, Doug. I, I will never own one. I just I don't know why it Buddy, is. Buddy, I could put you in a C5 built by Ryan. Now, Ryan drive, Bobby Johnson. Drive a built C5, and you're gonna be like, I don't know, man. It's kind of appealing now. You guys forget how many pull into my shop. You guys are forgetting how many I've driven. I've driven a ZR1. Yeah, but like, a C5 ZR1 is not that much better than a C6. C6. I'm talking about like C6. C6, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. C6. I'm talking about C6 ZR1s. Yeah, okay. I've driven C7 Z06s. Those F around, for sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's scary. Like, I, I'm legit. Like, like, I've driven. I think the fastest one I've ever driven was like 950. 950 wheel. It was a, it was a, Z06, a C7 Z06. It scares shit out of me. That's way too much power. It just lights the rear tires up. It's just way too much. Way, way, way too much. Right. You know why it went the rear tires up other than all the power? Because it didn't have the right tires on it. Uh, Let me guess that. NT. I don't remember. NT. It's triple five Gen 2s on it. It probably had Archer Blades, more or yeah, less. Uh, no, I, I actually don't remember. I don't remember what it had. Now we do have a, a like a seven hundred nah not seven more like six hundred horsepower TTRS that comes in the shop. That thing's fun because it has all the grip in the world, and it's on REs too. That's why it has all the grip in the world. Hey, it's a good true. transition point with grip. Tires still. <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> we're circling back, <laughs> sorry. Get off the side quest here. Let's get back to the main quest. The tires, when it comes to grip, right? That's what you want. You spend all this money on a you know. A pretty grippy tire, or what you think is a better performing, 
better performing tire than what you have, which it should be, right? Um, I know it's different for everybody else, but if you get your tires in, and this goes to just the overall point of how it should be, proper proper tire treatment, do not get your tires in and just throw them outside of your house and let them sit there forever. Like, if you're still waiting a month, a month and a half, dude, bring them inside. Don't let them sit out there. Even in the summertime, that sun just hitting them? Yeah, so what that sun does is that sun actually, it pretty much just bakes them, and it takes all of, like, it, it, when I say bakes them, it broils them. Because, have you got, you, you now, everybody here has already, has seen the old tires that are, like, 15, that are, like, 8 years old, 10 years old. And they've got all these cracks and separation patterns in them. That's from the sun. That's from the sun. It's called dry rot. Those tires will very likely blow out. And that's something you don't want when you're If it's old like that, yeah. If, if you're it's old, old like yeah. that, yes. Even leaving them out in the sun, especially if it's especially if it's in the middle of the summer and it's all scorching. And if it's a newer like set, I wouldn't worry too too much about it. But like if you buy the set and you pull them off, like for winter time you don't store them one the cold's gonna kill them yeah. two they're sitting outside again so in the short span of four to five months when you go to put them back on they're not gonna be the same tire yeah. that you took off even even if you put them like in a shed as long as a non-climate controlled shed or storage building just put them inside where they're not out in the elements yeah get them out of the direct elements that's uh that's one key factor I mean, look at tire shops. They don't store them outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. There's a reason. There's a reason. And if you buy a set of 200s... Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> if you buy a set of 200s and you live up north where it is cold, they're cold too. Bring them inside. Bring them inside. Like, you're going to... Say you ran, say you kept them on your um, Bald Eagle C5 machine... Set a, oh, here we go. Set a beautiful RE71Rs that you maybe did one track day in. They've got plenty of tread. And you let them sit outside with the car cover on it throughout all of winter. And then finally, March comes around. Oh! Oh, keep going, but I know. <laughs> he just stubbed his toe, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, you get out, you get them back out in March thinking, oh, yeah. You can go drive it. Oh, God, the flat spots. I was about to say, yeah, you can't holy see me really. going up yeah. and down. Not only that, yeah, would it be so flat spotted, the rubber would be harder. You would lose oh, grip. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about flat spotting. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And especially. I'm talking about from, like, breaking, you know. Rattling teeth locking up. And locking up. Flat Just spotting. No, your bank account coming. locking up and your car sitting for a yeah. while. So. <laughs> Driving around, yeah. You know, unless you can't, then pull the damn tires off. And put yeah. something else. Yeah, or, put or put it. Put it on jack stands. Put it on jack stands, man. Yeah. Then, then HOA comes out and bitches. Yeah. What's these jack stands doing here? Where's your tires at, son? Oh, they're inside. Can't move my car. Sorry. <laughs> they're in front of the heater. No, I think we covered cocoa. some pretty good points when it comes to tires. I mean, there's all kinds that we can hit too. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to follow up with? So. We talked about a lot of not what to do. 
What let's, should you do? Let's talk. I just wanna, tire shine. Yeah, I want to go over no. just like <laughs> the ideal. What should we be doing? I want to. I want to like get shine. to that. Keep up with your pressure to temperature measurements. I know it sounds stupid, but it will pay off in the long run. At least just have a good mindset. It was like, oh, when I first got these, I was running 27 at so-and-so temp. The tire spin, the tire life is going the downgrade, correct? So you want to pay attention. It's not going to perform at 27 PSI at a certain temp after it's been heat cycled so many times. And something else I want to bring up is... Something I recommend to everybody who does anything track or spirited or honestly, it's just a good habit. Okay, go to Walmart, get you one of these little, you know, notepads that fits the palm of your hand, throw it in your glove box. Diary. Yeah, it's literally your car diary. Write in it what your pressures are. Your pressures on it, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Write your alignment specs in there. Simple stuff. And ever so often, go back and check it. And be like, hey, I was at 27 PSI when it was 85 degrees outside. Because, hey, guess what? When it gets colder outside, you got to adjust those pressures. Because you can't run. You can't just be like, oh, I said it, 27 at 27 at 80 degrees. Yeah, 27 a little summer, and then it's fall now. And oh, man, all of a sudden, like, go around this corner, and it's sidewall feels really soft. Soft and understeer. Yeah, oh, that's God. weird. Speaking of, when those times hit, when you get that first frost of the year, people are lined up outside oh, yeah. of discount tire. My tire lights on. Wanting your tire, wanting their Dude, air pressure down. Like, it's not just outside. No, they are like to the road. To <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> to Olive yeah, Garden. To Olive Garden. We don't even have an Olive Garden tent. No, I'm just joking. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's so funny. They have a whole, uh, their own separate lane just for putting air in tires. Yeah. And then they, then Firestone, when we were the, when we were working there, it was literally like every 15 minutes somebody oh, was pulling up. Every 10 Get, do you put air in my tires? And then they throw you a dollar bill or something like that. <laughs> We're like, yeah, sure. I wanted to come out and it was 30 degrees outside yes, to air I your tires to come up. Out when it was 28 degrees outside. So I can start you a side gig now talking about tires. You're going to start selling little journals when you yeah. do a lot. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. no. $2 for a little. Uh, $2 for a tire journal. journal. Yeah. Tire journal. Here's your specs signed by Douglas Smith. Yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, this is opportunity. Uh, I'll sell them. I'll stand outside of Eurospec. I won't even be on the property. There, there you go. <laughs> He's across the street. I'll be across like a lemonade street. stand. I'll be like, <laughs> just be in you got road. a permit for this? Do <laughs> <laughs> you have your business license? Batman, what are you doing? This ain't Gotham. <laughs> nice. I get a lot of I get a lot of different type of customers in, man. Some people are just like, I don't know, you do it. Like I get a lot of those too. And you really gotta educate them. You really do. Um, and it's okay. I, I like teaching. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's good. You gotta teach people, right? You gotta yeah. let people. Yeah, that's why. That's why I keep telling Austin. I think I'd be a great instructor at, for doing it. Same thing Jody said. I was like, they're like, yeah, even if you're not in like red group or anything like that, you'd be a great instructor because you just talk so much. I'm like, th- th- thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got, man. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, did pretty good on that. Yeah, as far as. I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed anything particular. Stay away from tire shine. God, stop. Don't, c- don't come to the track day with your tire yeah, yeah. If, if you have tire shine on your car when you come to the track day, other than you have... just bought it off the lot, you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get pointed at and laughed. Yep. No tire shine. Please, no tire shine. No tire shine. Even by the like the guy working the gate, he's gonna be like, what are you doing? 
turn around. Get out of here. Right. You're going to get a black flag. <laughs> You've been black flagged, and I'm I'm the guy here just to make you sound a waiver. Get off my track. <laughs> if you roll your tire over, now you're on your tire shine, you spin out. It's your damn fault. <laughs> uh, keep up with tire maintenance when it comes to that. Pull your wheel off every now and then. Like, if you do a track day, it's probably good to do, like, what Doug said anyways. Pull your wheel off. Go ahead and get the marbles cleaned up. But pay attention if you've probably picked up something, especially if you've tracked and then drove back. Nails. Nails. Screw the tire you. compound's yeah. a little softer immediately coming out off the track. So if anything was there, even on pit road, pit exit, or bleed line going right back the into the paddock it's getting your tire there could now. be something there there's yeah. maintenance trucks that are go around there's people that come in to spectate you could pick up something a lot easier than you can yep. and i've seen stupid stuff penetrate tires after they've been super hot and i think he's got one right in his hand too yeah. so i did actually want to bring something up though hmm. let's be realistic here we all get lazy yeah okay we all okay i can't tell you how many times i've left the track and i didn't clean my wheel for two months Oh, yeah. Okay. Today and was the first time I washed either of my cars in, like, five or six weeks. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, my car's <laughs> definitely gone at least two weeks, uh, two months without being washed. That being said, we all get a little lazy, and we we did talk about all the ideal things. Real quick, what are the bare minimums? Bare minimums things you should do. Yeah. One thing, one, one thing I will always recommend. Listen to them. When you walk away or walk to your car... Just take a look at your tires as you walk into work or, you, you know, getting gas or whatever. Like, while the, while the gas is pumping, just look down. Check the tires. Mm-hmm. Give, them a good, give them a good once over just real quick. Takes two seconds. You do, like, say, if you get gas, check the driver's side. You go to the store, welcome back to the car, check the passenger side. You know, little stuff. It's bare minimum. Takes two seconds at most. Just little, oh, those look like tires. You know, stuff like that. Bare minimum. Uh... Like I said, or if you walk by them and you know you don't you know don't mind looking a little bit like a weirdo, just go over and kick them real good. You know, oh yeah, that one still has air pressure, at least somewhat of you know something. It's always good to just monitor it. At least have that mentality that yeah. like I've checked my tire at least the past few days. Yeah, exactly. Or the past few weeks, if you've not been running hard, just kind of driving around yeah. on it. Like, well, I know my tires were okay, but it is good. There's so many times people will drive off, even if you're a car enthusiast or not. People will drive off and be super low. Or, like, they're after a track day, they air down, and they come back home, and they start driving again. It's like, man, my car feels weird. These sidewalls are really soft. It's because you air down, and tires, when you air down, they don't build it back up. Weird enough, I I think car guys are the worst for it because they get complacent. Yep. So, because, and they get complacent, they forget about things because they're like, oh, we do it all the time, it's no big deal, and then they get complacent and don't think about it. So... I mean, I can tell you how many times I've been up the gap, and I'll be like, and some guy's like, oh, I'm just understeering a lot, and they look down, and they're literally metal to metal, like they're metal cords showing. Like, There's straight marks on the wheel. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, you drive behind them, and you see sparks yeah. from their tires. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, obviously, they're a car guy, but they weren't paying no attention. And that's where little things, like, just give them a little look. Yeah, yeah just give them a little look as you're walking back inside from the, getting your fucking Yeah, and if, <laughs> if you're going to be around the car, you know, for like you're outside or you're in the garage or something and you're already there looking at your tires you know like oh yeah these kind of check to see how they're wearing yeah something i do and i i've caught myself doing it to like normal cars like i do it on my company cars as i'm walking so as as a literally on company cars i do it all the time Mm -hmm. as i'm walking to get in the car 
I'll take my hand and I'll run it across the top of the tire. Yeah. And I do them with Miata, I do them with Sequoia, I do, like I said, company cars. Just, I, uh, I'll look at it as I'm walking to it, and as I'm walking by the front the front tire, I'll take my hand, I'll just run across the top of it. Yeah. And, and if I feel where it's like, if it's cupping or something, I know it's in alignment, I know I gotta rotate, do whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. But like, just again, just a simple, you know, grope your tire. <laughs> feel your tire up. Uh, <laughs> give Herbert good, your give tire. Good, yeah, Herbert yeah. your tire. Give it a good feel. I was trying to see if I could find one more thing I could touch up on. I'm probably missing. I was just thinking, like, complacency. Like, how lazy yeah. can you be and still get at least something done? Yeah, at least, you know, pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. We have we have a heat gun right here, too. It's probably good to monitor how fast your tires build up heat after so many heat cycles. With that being said, too, heat cycles, your tires are consumable, right? Heat cycling your tire, like you should... It's still going to wear it down a lot faster, right? You're going to have different feedback in it. You're going to overheat it. You're going to overpressurize it. You need to pay attention to how many heat cycles have been on that tire, or at least how long you've been pushing this tire. And understand that that will have consequences later on if you still try to use the tire, which you should feel it on the wheel, right? But if you take a turn, you're like, oh, this is doing great a few months ago. No. Not anymore. It's not. Nope. I actually have one for you. It's- pretty damn important don't pick up strangers oh well um in your heat cycle tires well here's the other one uh track day stuff uh people have different alignments for track days Mm -hmm. you don't just drive your standard regular alignments to track days you definitely daily driving and maximum like max toe both go together very well (laughs) max caster and toe out yeah, toe and out and daily yeah. driving go together great. Anywhere between yeah. two seven to three five degrees camber. Um, you wear your tires out that way. Oh, what happened to my tires? I don't know what happened to my tires. You know what happened to your tires? You you didn't you didn't change up your alignment after your track day. You done goofed as we're gonna bring back a 2015 quote. You done goofed. <laughs> you done goofed. Yeah, because I mean I have people who like free me the gap. For example, I had two different people come in from completely out of town, traveled down here, uh, got their alignment set up, super aggressive, spent the whole weekend ripping it, and then on Monday, on their way home, they stopped by my shop, and I pulled all that camber out. And you can do that by buying the Eurospec, buy one, get one free alignment. Or my race package. Or by the right, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's another thing you have to think about, too, as far as tire. So, because I mean, I guarantee you, if you've been driving on the highway, turn your turn your wheel full lock to the right or left. Take a heat gun. Look at the inside versus the outside as far as temperature wise. It's going to be significantly hotter on the inside than the outside. Equals tire wear. You're going to be significantly hotter. I am already. Significantly He's already hotter. the most fabulous man that can align cars on yeah, the side of the Mississippi. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so like dying out. Now I'm dying out. I've been cranking the hours out, man. Hey, well, I think it was a good way to end the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we'll have Little Man in here. Uh, I'm not going to be here, am I? No. <laughs> even smaller. Even uh, smaller. Who's smaller than me? Little yeah. Man. I'm going to leave it a cliffhanger. He's going to hear this if he listens this far. Proceeding to check the schedule. Check the schedule, yeah. you'll see. Don't know what I'm talking about. 
But I'll give a little bit of a uh, brief. What we're going to be talking about is trailer oh. setups when it comes to hauling and paddock setups. So it's going to be an interesting episode that's not talking about it too away, much. Right, yeah. um, oh, he's a good person to have but, on. Yeah. I think about it. He's a little... He's taller than me, though. He's a little man. He's scrawnier. He's a young man. He's, we can he's pick taller on. than me. He's but, a young boy. Is there anybody in the group that's shorter than me? Other than, like, Ashley? No. Uh... Wait, I don't. I don't, think so. I don't even have a trailer. <laughs> Kill it with fire, brother. Kill him. This man's getting too tired. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep it in the past.